Sunday morning, reaching towards the afternoon, and me bopping in my ACU. Hold up, both cups. Show no shame in Jesus' name, man. When I say hold that shame up, I mean hold that shame up. <laughs> everything that people see on the outside and got an opinion about, everything you've been trying to hide, even the things that they don't see it, but you know, you know what it is, and that you ain't happy about it. God saw the inside of that, all that you was feeling on the inside about that, and still let you in the door. Do you realize that's favor? That's forgiveness. That's what that is. If you don't know what that look like, there it is right there. <laughs> and so this is, come as you are. The doors of the church are open. Welcome to church with a double cup. I'm none other than your brother, XL Wilbur, and I'm reporting to you live from, you guessed it, another hotel room. <laughs> I'm in another city, a different city than I was last week. And I'm in a hotel room, and I can't let this stop no show. I, I, I mean, I mean, and let me tell you how much I mean that today. I was out looking for headphones because I left my headphones back in North Carolina where I live. And my son uses them for his games. So I forgot to get them. I looked. I was setting my mic and stuff up yesterday to record for the day. Had my interface, all my plugs, everything was working. And I was like, I can't hear. Wait a minute. Where's my headphones? And I'm digging through all my bags that I brought with me because I brought like three, two or three bags. And I'm looking through everything to make sure I didn't... I didn't pack it in some other bag that I didn't remember packing it in. Because I already unpacked my stuff out and put them in the drawers because I'm going to be here in a few days. And that's crazy. So I went to Walmart today in the, in the next town over just to get there and look. I'm like, the only ones they have are the ones I already have at the house. Why would I pay another 20 bucks for the same headphones? So <laughs> the acoustics going to sound right. Everything's going to work out. I was looking at it like, man... It, it, we gonna, and I left my notes, the notes that I put together today about angels and the relationship with man like we're going to talk about. Yeah, those are actually in a building I don't have access to right now <laughs> here in the city that I'm in. That's crazy. So the devil tried to do a lot of stuff and I forgot to get it off the printer. So the, the devil does a lot of things to try to get this off the, keep it from getting off the ground But hey man The word is the word And we finna get into it Just like that Yeah Church with a double cup And I hope you like freestyles Because this is exactly What this finna be <laughs> Off the top of the dome Like there no notes No headphones To actually monitor What I'm saying And how I'm smacking In the microphone And things <laughs> But we did that man. I'm just joking around With you We are gonna get into the word So new international version I'll be reading from And in my research To find out how men And angels relate Or interact with each other or where they sit far as the hierarchy in heaven that type of thing i was looking to research that as i said last week and i did my research and this chapter hebrews 1 and hebrews 2 were the two chapters that kept coming up quite a bit so when i started doing that research it was it, it was insightful and that's why i'm going to break this up into two parts it's actually going to do i'm going to do it like the the theme of this show is to break one chapter down a week ask questions and Learn more about God's nature. But I'm going to do chapter one this week. And I'm thinking about doing chapter two next week or before the week's out. And still have you another episode of Church with a Double Cup this time next week. So you're actually going to get two within that time frame. Depending on my research. Because it, it, it gets deep and I love it. I love being able to break open the scripture with you. And I learn to love things of my own. So as with every great Bible study, we need to start with prayer. So pray with me. Thank you, Lord, that you've given us another opportunity to come together. Thank you that you've given us this platform and this forum. Thank you that you've given us 
life, breath, the ability of our limbs, just the sense to be able to come here and receive what you have for us. I pray for the minds that are here. I pray for the hearts that are here. I pray that they're receptive to what's being said. Not my words, but let your words be said. Thank you, Father God, for a sense of humor. <laughs> because without a sense of humor, we wouldn't be able to really relate to the things that you allow to happen and be able to laugh at some of the things that should make us cry. And be able to look at some of the mishaps as learning curves. So I thank you, Father God, for a well-rounded mind state. And we thank you as we dive into this word that you've blessed us to get to this point. Continue to cover us in your wedge of protection. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, as we begin in Hebrews 1, it says, In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us through his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. And this is why I had to scratch my head. I was like, hold up. So, he made him the heir of the very thing he created him through. So, when you look at it that way, it's like, how? Why? Jesus, you got some humility on you because that's like giving stock options to a person that helped create the corporation, right? <laughs> and that's kind of how I was thinking about it. And I had to ask that question. I'm like, yo, what is that? Why would you make somebody heir that helped create the very thing or through which that thing was created? As it says right here. So what happened was, God in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God, as it said at the beginning of the Gospels, which was Jesus. And verse 3 is actually going to tell us that very same thing. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word after he had provided purification for sins through his crucifixion and resurrection. He sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So we say the majesty of heaven is when he ascended. So he's looking at it right there. It's basically saying he was able to be heir of the thing that he would help create because he's the exact representation of his being. For he became much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. So it ain't even just about being superior on status level. The name that was placed on him, the title that he was given is superior to the angels who were already up there. When he came down and did his thing on earth, then he went to the underworld and did his thing in hell to come back up on earth with that new power, all part of God's plan, and shoot back up to the sky and sit at the right hand of his majesty. Yeah, that's what he's talking about right there. He's made superior because of he put that work in. It was God's plan to begin with. The work he put in, that's what it was. And he's superior to the angels. And if we're joint heirs in this thing, this is for us too. We're superior to the angels, as it says right here. So, in verse 5, it says, For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son. Today I have become your father. So, it says, When did this happen? Or again, I will be his father, and he will be my son. Like, yo, he's asking right here, When did this happen? When have we ever seen God show affection to his angels the way a father does a child? We haven't. So that means we got to have some sort of status with God that, surp that surpasses the angels, in a sense. Even though the angels are there to help guard and protect us on, on, by order to God, we still have a, a higher status in God's eyes. 
It says it right here. In verse 6, it says, And again, when God brings forth his firstborn into the world, he says, Let all God's angels worship him. So when we talk about Jesus coming in as firstborn, he said, Let all God's angels worship him. The angel's going to worship this guy. And in speaking of the angels, we talk about the angels now. He says, he makes his angel spirits and his servants flames of fire. Ooh, there it is right there. Angels are not going to be human beings. They are spirits. Though they may form themselves to be in a human sense because it says that people have entertained angels unaware. And I was always taught growing up that that's like maybe a homeless person or somebody who may be down on their luck or something like that. And that may be an angel and we don't even know it because I've heard people that actually gave to someone who seemed like they were down in their luck or needed some assistance and were willing to help turn around, a person was gone. And there's no possible way that person could have got away without them being in their sight that fast. Like, that's, that's basically an angel unaware. People were unaware that it, the angels were there. They came in a, a bodily form. And he says he makes his angel spirits. So they're originally spirits, but they can't, they, they've got, and he said the servants are flames of fire. So if God says, why his servants have had to be flames of fire? They can be any element that he wants them to. This is the God of all we're talking about. So he can send his messengers and his guardians and his emissaries, which angels are, in any form he would choose. It said in verse 1, in various ways. And with prophets and in various ways he spoke to the ancestors. So these angels came in different forms. And then when you look at the next verse, verse 8, but what about the son, he says. So we're talking about Jesus again. Your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions with anointing you, by anointing you, sorry, with the oil of joy. So when he says above your companions, I'd like, who are these companions he's talking about? And this verse, these two verses, actually, 8 and 9, actually comes from Psalms 45. Now, David is talking about Jesus in this, but he refer, he says king, because you got to think Jesus was not there in human form at that time. We're talking about Old Testament, New Testament. And David had to know something, because he said in one verse, the Lord said to my Lord, like, whoa, wait, who else? Who else? David has some insight. And being a man after God's own heart, he had to have some that little <clears throat> on the inside of him that told him, yeah, yeah, God is bigger than what, what we see in front of us. God is bigger than what he's seeing in front of us. It had to be what David's mind state was, especially for him to say something like this and refer to a king, a king in this format. And it was basically something he was saying that was deeper. He said, your scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. It will last forever and ever. You've loved righteousness, hated wickedness, and you have set, your God has set you above your companions. So I'm wondering who are the companions is my actual thing. And when you look at his companions, you got to think about in heaven, his, he was already there with the angels. And it said he set superior to the angels. So the angels and the sun. Those had to be the companions he was talking about because are they the in, in cohabitants of the earth or cohabitants of heaven? And if that's the case with heaven, then it's basically because they filled the same space. Because he, he didn't set him higher than us, above us, because he made us joint heirs with him. 
So he has to be talking about the angels in this one being companions and cohabitants of the heavenly kingdom. Now, in verse 10, he says, he also says, in the beginning, Lord, you laid the foundations of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They all wear out like a garment. You will roll them up like a robe, like a garment. They will be changed, but you remain the same and your years will never end. It's just talking about the eternal, eternal God, eternal God, ever present, omnipresent, omniscient, that kind of God. To which of the angels did God ever say? Here we go again, asking the questions. Did God ever say this to any of the angels? Have you ever seen this? Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. So it says sit at my right hand. Basically talking about what we talked about earlier. When Jesus ascended back into heaven, he sat at the right hand of his majesty. He said it right here at the beginning of this chapter. And verse 14 that ends off the chapter says, Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? So those who inherit salvation are the ones that the angels are ministering to. And it says it right here again. It just reinforces what angels are, ministering spirits. And when you look at different examples in the Bible, when Jesus fasted in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, guess what? After the devil and him had that showdown, and he put the devil in his place using his powerful word, like it talked about in the beginning of this chapter, with his powerful word, making him superior to the angels. He was basically saying the angels were ministering to him after that. They were there to help cool him off. It was like you got a boxing match, and then you're swinging, you're swinging. And then you got you get back in your corner. He's going to get back in their corners. And then they got the, the coach putting water on them and wiping them down with the towel and rubbing them down with all this other stuff until it's time to go back into the ring. And that's what it kind of like what it was with Jesus. After he got through battling with Satan, after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, the angels, it says the angels came to minister to him. They was like, all right, cool. They were the ones wiping him down, saying, good job, Jesus. You did it. Man, you showed the devil what's what, and you didn't have to put your hands on him. Man, that's bad. That's cold, cold-blooded right there. You <laughs> and so that's basically what they're saying. Said, you sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. And then we see what happened in the end when he battled hell. Conquered, conquered Satan because Satan had power over death before that. But then when he went and battled hell after being crucified and dying for us, he took all that. He took all that, fought him and beat him at his own game. Came back on up to the earth, said, yo, check me out. The work is done. It's finished, baby. It's finished. Y'all good. Believe in me. Keep doing, keep doing the work now. Just because I, I done did that part of the work, just keep doing the work on earth now. People got to know because there's going to be people born. And if y'all ain't saying, if y'all ain't teaching, if y'all ain't doing, if y'all ain't letting people know this is the lifestyle that you need to lead and just remembering, remembering my teachings and just keep asking the spirit, keep being devoted to God's work, you'll be all right. You'll be just fine. Things going to come, but prepare each other for what's about to happen. Make sure that you keep your eyes open, your ears open, and keep your heart open and being receptive. Loving one another. And then they just basically, that's what the New Testament is all about. And Jesus basically saying that came back up on earth and then he ascended back into heaven where he sits at that right hand. So we have a charge. He charges us to keep doing the work because he's sitting at the right hand making intercession for us. So he up there speaking on our behalf right now. Just remembering our prayers. Like, my prayers ain't the crispiest, cleanest in my mind, 
But when I started to realize that, hey, God, like, I'm talking to God. And if I'm comfortable talking to God behind closed doors, I definitely can be comfortable praying in front of others. I got to talk to him on behalf of other people because everybody don't know how to pray or feel like they don't know how to pray. But when you finally do realize that if I can do it behind closed doors and say what I got to say and really get comfortable praying by yourself, then you will definitely be able to do it in public. It's not something to reach for, a goal to reach for, but people going come. People gonna come to you when they see your walking. Sometimes people may actually ask you to pray for them. And you gotta be you gotta be equipped for that. You can't be nervous and say, nah, I don't know if I can. I, I do it. Nah, man, you gotta talk to God on their behalf right there, because that's what Jesus is doing for us. So we just join heirs in that thing. And we've made it to the end of chapter one, y'all. <laughs> God is good because I'm telling you, this was a straight freestyle. Like I told you at the beginning. Like I told you at the beginning. I left my notes on a printer in a building I can't get into until tomorrow morning. And I don't have my headphones to check the sound quality while I was recording. So I practically did what I did when I read, like when I studied, this is what I do. I just didn't have all the different Bible translations out in front of me and took, taking notes while I was reading. But all I did was read and ask questions. And that's what it say right with that word, man. You gotta have that word stored up in you. So for all my new believers, all my people getting back into the word, store that word up because it's gonna come back in due season. You're gonna use it when you need it the most, I promise you. And today I needed it. I'm sweating bullets over here because I did not want to let you guys down. When it comes to dividing the word, you do want to have your game, A game on. You don't want to lead people astray. You don't want to give too much of your opinion. You do want to go with substance and what the scripture says. So with that, I thank you guys for giving me your time again. I promise you, <laughs> this, was, this, was, this was one of them right here, man. This is one for the record books. This is the first time I bet you ever seen somebody freestyle a Bible study. <laughs> I freestyled a Bible study. First time in history. It's got to be. So with that being said, I thank you guys. Just join me again. And I said, well, you probably have like three episodes of Church with a Double Cup within the next week because I say I'm going to do Hebrews chapter 2. I feel like I zoomed through this one. So Hebrews chapter 2, I'll have that out before the end of the week. If not before the end of the week, then definitely before next Wednesday when I have a whole other episode of Church with a Double Cup. I just thank God he's filling me up to be able to give you all this and bring us together to break open this word like this. I'm just grateful. So that being said, you're going to have Hebrews chapter 2 episode before the week's over with or beginning of next week. And then you're going to have a whole nother episode of Church with a Double Cup next Wednesday. So I thank you guys for joining me. We're going to be on all platforms. Tell your people, tell your friends, tell your enemies, hey, I got this podcast. It may bless, it bless me, so it may bless you. I feel like it's going to bless you too. And like I say, you leave them the water, you can't make them drain. But we got to share the word, man. Share them with people you may not like. Who knows? It's maybe turning people around for all you know. <laughs> God works that way. That's exactly what it is, man. And so with that being said, thank you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining me. And I pray it blesses your life. I pray you're able to bless somebody else with it. Share it. And follow me on social media, on my Instagram, my Facebook, my YouTube channel. And the website's still under construction. So, yeah, we're definitely going to have that coming for you. I got a lot more material coming for you. And it's gonna, we don't stay in the words. So with that being said, blessings on your journey. Peace throughout the rest of your week. I pray that on you in Jesus' name. Blessings. You have just listened to Church with a Double Cup, the podcast, hosted by XL Wilbur. This episode was recorded in Blue Ridge Valley, Virginia. XL Wilbur can be followed on social media through Facebook and Instagram under XL Inspiration and the XL Wilbur YouTube channel. Website soon to come. Thanks for your continued support. Please see you in your Tennessee tight, let your navy magnify, cause I survived the war twice.
Lord knows I used to come to church for the wrong reason. Pastor Clay Pitt.